launch into summer reading. FVRL's Read Radio is celebrating Summer Reading Club 2020 with great reading picks for kids and teens. Tune in all summer long. Hi, my name is Brian and I'm with Fraser Valley Regional Library. Today I'm talking to Leonard Stanga of Pangea Arts. Leonard is one of our 2020 Summer Reading Club performers and we have two of his virtual performances up on our website right now. Hi Leonard. Hi Brian, thanks for having me on your podcast. You're welcome, I'm really pleased you could be with us for this podcast interview. Nice. Yeah. Now, I have five questions for you today. Are you nice. ready? Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. Uh, first of all, can you tell our listeners a little bit about Pangea Arts? Sure. So Pangea Arts is the company that produces the show that I'm doing for the uh, Summer Reading Club. And the show is Stories on Wheels. So the company has been around ooh, since 98 and it's a Vancouver company. We produce theater and events and it started out as a way to give opportunities to performers that might be from around the world while at the same time exposing Canadian audiences to different performance traditions. Um, so it's started by my partner, Heidi Specht, who is the artistic director, and she's also the director of the current show, Stories on Wheels. And she had studied a lot of Asian theater and was really interested in theater from different parts of the world. And she knew a lot of performers that were living in Vancouver, but maybe came from somewhere else and maybe didn't have a lot of English, and that could prevent them from having opportunities to perform. And so these extraordinary performers, they just weren't working. So she did a few shows in those early years that were either nonverbal or uh, multilingual so that it gave opportunities. So the company has morphed in a lot of different ways, but the focus of the company is tying in Canadian and Western performance traditions with art forms from around the world. So in the case of Stories on Wheels, uh, we take a art form that's from Japan uh, and convert it into a Canadian art. Very good. Um, how did how did you personally get interested in storytelling? Yeah, great question. Uh, so, you know, storytelling has really been a part of my life as long as I've been doing theater. Uh, and I discovered theater kind of as a, you know, teenager, a young adult. And, um, you know, the storytelling, like the real uh, formal kind of, you know, now I am, I call myself a storyteller started out with this show with Stories on Wheels um, uh, when we discovered that and decided to create this show around that. But it's very, very you know, evident that all of our theater that we do, that we create, uh, is a form of, of telling stories. And when I discovered that live theater was something I was interested in, uh, I mean, that was really why I fell in love with it, because it's all of a sudden you have a voice and you've been going through your life and you don't know what your voice is. Uh, and you go, oh, wow, I can get up in front of an audience <laughs> and pretend to be somebody else and, and tell this somebody else's story or find a way to tell my own story through somebody else's words. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's basically 
all of my adult life, I've been a storyteller. And I've also uh, worked, aside from being uh, a theater artist, uh, I've also been a tour guide, you know, where I'm telling stories about the history of Vancouver and that kind of storytelling. So there's lots of different aspects to storytelling. Mm, very nice. Um, the show that you're doing for Summer Reading Club is called Stories on Wheels, as you mentioned. And mm. what inspired that show in particular? Wow. So, you know, we go back to about 2010, a little bit earlier than that, when we first started learning about it, we were working on another show and somebody mentioned that there was this traditional art form called Kamishibai out of Japan. And it just really like rung a lot of bells for both Heidi and myself, um, as well as producing live theater that, you know, more conventional like audience in the seats. We also have done a lot of work at festivals and doing interactive shows and doing roving characters. So we would find ourselves at festivals with different acts. And one of the things we found was that a lot of festivals tend to hire a lot of the same kinds of shows, which is that there's a lot of jugglers and there's a lot of stilt walkers at these events. And again, I, I got some, you know, a lot of respect for a lot of jugglers and a lot of stilt walkers, but we were really looking for something that was going to be really off the grid that, you know, something that we could offer that we could, you know, come up with as a show uh, to present. So we were working on another show and somebody mentioned this form and uh, it, the form, the art form that this is based on in Japan is called Kamishibai, which translates as paper theater. And that's for the paper picture cards. It's like a paper play, Kamishibai. Kami means paper, Shibai means theater. So when we heard about that, we were like, hmm, this could work. And then we were in Japan for another reason, performing with some of our mask characters uh, at a shopping center in Fukuoka. And we weren't too far away from where there is, uh, it's the Manga Museum, and that's in Kyoto. So my wife took a trip up to talk to them about this art form uh, and basically got a real crash course in how this might, you know, work for us and, you know, the art form and the different aspects of it and spoke to one of the traditional masters uh, of this art form. Uh, so, yeah, and kind of got their blessing to give it an attempt to create our own version of the show. So, uh, and that's where it is. And that's been going on now for, gosh, uh, almost 10 years we've been doing this show. Wow. And it's, uh, it's really remarkable and unique. I've never seen anything like it. You have this sort of a wooden box and you have the artwork, the various pictures that you pull out of it as you're telling the story. Mm. And then you add the music to it. And it's really a delightful performance. I saw both of your, both of your performances um, on our website. And oh, they were really... They were really delightful and, and uh, a fun time for kids, I think. Uh, do you have a favorite story that you like to perform for a large audience of kids? Ah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, traditionally, uh, I have this one story that's just, it's always my go-to favorite. And uh, it's a little unusual because it's a New Year's tale. Uh, it's called Hats for Jizos, and it's based on a traditional folk tale from Japan. We say during this story that it's probably, you know, very high on the list of uh, most popular folk tales in Japan. If you're a kid in Japan uh, growing up there, you've heard this story many times. 
and it just really fits the art form really well. It's a beautiful story. The thing that's a, a bit unusual about it is it takes place on New Year's Eve. Uh, so it's the middle of winter and it's a snowy tale, but I just love the story. So I'll tell it anywhere. So we'll be in the middle of the hot July sun at a festival. And I'll be like, all right, everybody, we're going to tell this chilly story. And it's just a very beautiful story. And it incorporates you know, a, a lot of like traditional aspects of Japan. And while lots of the stories that we do don't take place in Japan, the stories can take place anywhere, as, as you've seen with this current selection that we've chosen for the Summer Reading Club. Uh, those are our Middle Eastern tales. Uh, but yeah, so my favorite one really has to be that Hats for Jizos based on the traditional folktales. So if you've seen me perform live, there's a very good chance you've heard that story because I bring it out whenever I can. Excellent. It sounds wonderful. Um, I have one more question for you. It's, it's probably the most important question. Uh, it's vegetable related and we're asking all of our summer reading club performers for their view on this important issue. And the question is, what is the funniest vegetable? The, the, the funniest vegetable? Yeah. Uh, well, it's cabbage, obviously. Obviously. Has, has, has anyone said anything other than cabbage? Actually, we've had four performers and four very different answers. So, so no, nobody I, else said cabbage? I mean, it's got to be cabbage. I invite you to make the case for cabbage. Okay, so, okay, bear with me now. I'm holding a cabbage in my hand right now. Is that funny or is that not funny? Imagine that I have a cabbage, a big, round, classic <laughs> okay, um, you, I don't know uh, if you grew up watching Kids in the Hall, real Canadian classic, but there I was a cabbage-headed guy. Remember cabbage him? Cabbage-headed. I remember cabbage-headed. He was McCullough, and he was very, quite serious, but he had a, a cabbage. <laughs> and then there's uh, SCTV, John Candy. Mm -hmm. They would do the Schmengi Brothers. Uh, thank you for the cabbage rolls. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a tradition that words with the k sound are funny, funnier. Funnier yeah. than you know the k, the cabbage. So mm -hmm. you know, the, the, I think it's a it, it's a vaudeville tradition. They they say that uh, you got you got to get the k words in there. So yeah. you know something like a l lettuce, not funny, cabbage, funny, cucumber. I guess also funny. Uh, I, I think I got to go with with cabbage. I uh, I support that. I think it's a solid answer and. Uh... I thank you for your contribution to this <laughs> important conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Cabbage is comedy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm convinced. I, I am I'm, glad. Convinced. I'm glad I got you on board with the cabbage. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, again, thank you for being part of our 2020 Summer Reading Club virtual tour. And um, I hope that we see you again, hopefully next time in our libraries. Right, be um, live next time. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Well, we're, uh, we're, we're coming up with ways, we're dreaming up ways that we can adapt the show so that uh, we can have uh, safe audiences uh, in a live version. Uh, in the meantime, we're having lots of fun learning how to create the show in a virtual way. So yeah, very grateful to the Fraser Valley Regional Library for, for having us be a part of this. It's been a great opportunity. So thanks very much to all of you. Thank you. And thanks for having me on your podcast. Alrighty, thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon. Thanks so much, you too, Brian. Alrighty, bye.
thanks for listening. FVRL's Summer Reading Club moves online this year. Go to fvrl.ca to find reading records, activities, contests, and more. There's a reading club for everyone.